0: Of the Len and Courtney podcast is on its way, and it's going to be like no other series we've ever done. We've loved some of the conversations from our last season, though, and we thought we'd revisit them while you're waiting patiently. In this episode, we talked about a recurring theme throughout the season boundaries. Enjoy! Oh, and follow at Len and Courtney on all socials so you get the latest news directly from us. No tittle tattle. I, I was really taken. The other day, somebody came to our house. And they had said some pretty offensive things, like pretty offensive things the last time they were there. And it was showboating. Um, and the person came to the house again and Evie answered the door and put her hand up and said, you will not speak like that in this house. The last time you did it, you did it in front of my friends. And it's not acceptable. Wow. I was like, Ooh, and was wee it, This is an adult. Yeah. Wow. And I just thought, I thought it was really interesting. And brave. And brave and Mm -hmm. self-assured and, you know...
1: I'm dying to ask her what.
0: (laughs) I'm Sonia Lennon.
1: And I'm Brendan Courtney. And you're listening to the Lennon Courtney Podcast.
0: They say good fences make good neighbours. Many of us aren't good at creating boundaries in our personal lives.
1: Setting clear boundaries means that both personal space and limits are respected.
0: But of course that's easier said than done, especially when you've been in a pattern for a long time.
1: Well by Jove, in this episode we're going to talk about some practical ways to create your own personal boundaries and live the greatest life ever.
0: This is The Thinking Woman's Guide to Boundaries.
1: I think the idea for this came from a book I read while I was on holidays I can't remember which book it was actually and it wasn't specifically about setting boundaries but it was about how important it is to prioritise your own wellness mm. and and what you have to do and they this book I wish I could remember what the book was I will uh, it detailed how you set boundaries and you set boundaries you say you um, say what you mean mean what you say and say it nicely mm-hmm. be kind so it really struck me with my own family and stuff and that I hadn't set boundaries and it's working you know I hadn't set boundaries with ma'am and she, she just goes along with what you offer when she takes you know it's, it's a very flowy relationship so I started setting boundaries and it's very powerful
2: and was, was there resistance at first or was yeah she like, so she doesn't get
1: it mm. but then she just gets it mm-hmm. it's really interesting because all of the work is in your head the boundaries are your he- they're your boundaries. <laughs> You're the only person who knows them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the a lovely line that I read about it was a boundary is a limit or space between you and the other person, a clear spe- a clear place where you begin and the other person ends. And I think uh, it's definitely linked to identity as well. Um, and I know we've openly discussed you know, the concept of people pleasing, I think that's a big part of the struggles that we have with boundaries. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to be liked, um, then you won't be as definitive around what is right for you as if, you know.
1: Yeah. And here's another big, massive leap, right? The book told, says very clearly, actually, if you don't set boundaries, you actually limit the person the other person because they just go along with what you're you doing. You become an enabler. You become an enabler and actually they will find another way to achieve what they want to achieve without emotionally draining you. So that was really fascinating. You're actually being a bit of a thief of joy. Mm. You're limiting the other person by just and so uh, I suppose like I'm a TV presenter because I went out into the world wanting people to like me because my parents were unemotionally available as a child and I know that from therapy and that's because they were busy and doing their own thing and in their 20s whatever but I no longer need that anymore as much, which is just, just maturing, isn't it? With maturity.
0: Um, yeah, but it's not, it's not a given, I don't think. I don't think everybody gets there. So you've you know, done a lot of work on yourself and, and you've come to that conclusion through a lot of delving, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I, think, um, yeah, I, I think... I think you I are
1: naturally a boundary setter. I think that's in you, right? I don't think that's natural to me. Do you agree?
0: Um, you have an awareness of how important they are don't know. I've, n- I've never really thought about it before. Have you not? I've never, but I certainly, I certainly wouldn't be as bothered about being liked as you are. Yeah. Or, even though you've done a huge amount of work, I think this it still kind of kicks in sometimes. Whereas I think even, I and mean, we've discussed discipline and so boundaries are every relationship that you have requires mm. boundaries, whether it's a you know a service provider or a co-worker or a parent, a, a mm. parent or a, a child or a partner, whatever it is. They all need boundaries, you know, and I think we we've spoken at length about you know the concept of discipline, and discipline basically is a sort of a synonym synonym for for boundaries as well right so so if you're if you're um if you believe in the concept of discipline between say parent and child, that's about teaching boundaries, yeah, this is okay, this is not okay, yeah. you know, and I think as well, we traditionally struggled I think to make us to have the confidence to to say what's okay and yeah. what's not okay yeah. you know and that is a rite of passage that's definitely to do with maturity, maturity. Yeah. yeah and so I, I was really taken um, the other day somebody came to our house and uh, they had said some pretty offensive things like pretty offensive things the last time they were there and it was showboating What's it mean? Huh? What do you mean? Well, it was kind of posturing. It was like, oh, I'm going to be really offensive and provocative. Um, And the person came to the house again. um, And Evie answered the door and put her hand up and said, You will not speak like that in this house. The last time you did it, you did it in front of my friends. And it's not acceptable. Wow. I was like, Ooh! this, This is an adult. Yeah. Wow. And I just thought I thought it was really interesting And brave And brave And mm. self-assured um, And You know
1: I'm dying to ask her what,
0: <laughs> <laughs> But that idea of positional authority is, is slightly eroding a little bit I think mm. You know So that somebody has authority Just
1: because they're older Just
0: because they're older Bullshit. Just because they're in charge Just because No you
1: have to earn respect
0: You really do and how did that person react? Tail between their legs, I'd say. Not quite, but kind of a bit of bristling and, and
2: got on with it. Wow. Well, yeah, but new. Well, I have some questions before you can... If you you might want to ask yourself before you proceed, okay? You know, whether, as to whether you need to set some boundaries. Use them <laughs> as a gauge, okay? So...
1: I'm setting a boundary now. (laughs) (laughs) That's enough from you. (laughs) All
2: right, Brendan. I'm gonna. I I, don't forget. I edited this. Uh, This is from writer Mark Mason. Okay, so who is your pal?
0: He's yeah. uh, Who is the art of not giving a fuck?
1: Oh yeah, I love him, Manson.
0: Uh, Yes. Oh,
2: it's Manson. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, excuse me, Esther. I'm so sorry. Back to you. It's quite all right. Let's pull focus. Back to me, please. Okay, so have a little... You're on your own. You're in your, with your device. You're listening to our words. And just ask yourself these questions. Think about work, relationships you're in. Da, da, da. Do you ever feel like people take advantage of you or use your emotions for their own gain? Hell yeah. Do you ever feel like you're constantly having to save people close to you and fix their problems all the time? Mm. Do you find yourself sucked into pointless fighting or debating regularly? Yeah. You can feel on the defensive and you kinda of, and you're like, what am I yeah. Uh, do you find yourself far more invested or attracted to a person than you should be for how long you've known them? I don't get that. Don't get say that. Say that again, Esther. Do you find you're far more invested or attracted to a person than you should be for how long you've known them? So maybe you want everyone to instantly. So it's you know a casual like it's
0: you. a it's a casual casual acquaintance and you're invested in them liking you. You're like,
1: Funny, I've met a couple of people recently in the last couple of years, say so Three or four years, and instantly my boundary alarm went off. It's one particular person I'm thinking of, and I was just like, "This is not right." The way this, pe- the Come way this, mm-hmm. heavy. coming on hot and heavy.
2: Oh, I'm ringing sorry for
1: me that. weird. Yeah. Just,
2: just calm down. Though, down. I have to. I mean, he doesn't give me anything.
1: <laughs> but it's funny, I, I was well able to go, but no, I'm not mm-hmm, participating mm-hmm. in this relationship. And I just completely disengaged from the yeah. relationship.
2: And I suppose that's if you feel that, that little siren goes off inside, you kind of listen to that. It's
1: just not right. You're not like, right. this isn't right. Yeah. I
2: have three more questions. In your relationships, does it feel like things are always either amazing or horrible with no in between? Or perhaps you go through the breakup reunion pattern every few months? Do you tell people how much you hate drama but seem to always be stuck in the middle of it? And do you spend a lot of your time defending yourself for things you believe aren't your fault?
1: Mm. Mm. So what's what's the result of that?
2: Just ask those questions and if you if ask yes them, then you have to maybe establish boundaries in whatever areas. That I
1: think, it, and I, I make no secret of it, but with my family, because it was such a lot of tragedy linked in together and because I don't have children and because I'm in Dublin and because I drive, I kind of fell into this problem fixer-solver role. And a, a guilt, guilt drove me to do that and I didn't need to.
0: And you have a natural capability in that area. And yeah. you see, I think some some of the issues with setting boundaries amongst your family is that people have certain things that they're good at. And so if you're good at them, that's your job. Yeah. Um, and and it be, you become known as the person who does
1: X. Well, I'm impossibly organised. Mm. So I find, you know, releasing grants and getting renovations done, tick-bock, tick-bock, tick I'm quite... Logistical, in my thinking, so I can fly through and it takes nothing out of me. But then you, nobody does anything; you're doing everything then, and all of a sudden you're you're getting bitched about raising a thirty grand grant. You know, you're just like, hang on a second here, and you pull back and you go, hang on, what's the reality here?
0: I I think I may have mentioned this uh, many many episodes ago, but uh, there's a. F- a f- sort of a friend of mine who I was in school with her actually and her mother uh, became very ill with dementia and she has two sisters and they carved up their duties and one was um, Minister for Transport one was Minister for Finance mm. and one was Minister for Food mm. and they basically said okay you're good at this you're good at that you're good at the other let's just say these are our duties because yep. we can do them Clearly they're nice people <laughs> Well yeah <laughs> yeah, um, but I tell you where I I yeah, I, I would have a natural kind of inclination to set boundaries. Where I struggle, actually, is when I am wanting to be at my most generous and when I'm wanting to be, uh, you know, a peacekeeper. Yeah. That's generally in the home. Yeah. Right. And I have found myself trying to manage situations and... Emotions and relationships between others, um, that really nothing to do with you, nothing to do with me. Yeah, and so it's it's about pulling back from that and letting it unfold. And if it if it,
1: it's funny. And Deborah, my sister, listens to this podcast, and I've talked to her legs about this. I really need her there. Sonia is now showing her shoes. We will put a picture of them on the on the uh, in the newsletter. They, in the news. they they well, are well, just well, divine. They're great. Are they're they great, they're
0: Bottega. Yes. Are well, they Bottega? They're, no,
2: they're mista. Remember Mista who oh, are on Profit yes, yes, Mista yeah. from another Mista. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing so. from Brandon again. Not a smile. Carry on. <laughs> He's, boundary-tastic He's boundary tastic today. <laughs> today. <laughs> just gotta keep my eyes off that necklace.
1: But yeah, so uh, and Deborah is really disappointed with my mother in old age and angry at her. And I'm like, you just need to get over it. She mm. hasn't changed. You need to set boundaries there. So Deborah gets sucked in like I did. Five phones, six phones, phone call today, feeling guilty and then getting frustrated. And I can see it. And I'm like you just need to pull back a little bit. Look at the bigger picture. See what you can deliver on and and choose what you want to do. So it's funny I'm seeing the process live at the moment, you know, mm. because things their circumstances have changed. Mom is older and sicker and needs more support. So we're trying to figure out those boundaries between ourselves at the moment. So we're kind of alive but experiment it, does, at the it moment. does
0: require open and honest conversation. So, yeah. so, so boundaries, and and
1: and that's the thing people struggle with. That's
0: the thing people really and there's loads of families families who've never had an honest conversation in their lives, and things can't be dealt with, right? So that's one thing. And um, so, I guess if you came from a family like that, you have an opportunity now to create a culture where things can be discussed without being catastrophic
2: or apocalyptic um, yeah and I think in in the moment sometimes you have these little twinges in the moment you're like that doesn't sit right with me it's to hit it say it in the moment if you lighten live and if you think if you think about it for too long it gets bigger in your head mm-hmm. and you're thinking about it all the time that's so you, it and the other person is not they're picking their nose they're walking down that's the it. road
1: or just the saying, interesting just, thing and the disappointing thing and this is why the what my the crux of kind of the book I'm writing about my mother is my mother is a chief manipulator she's just a she's brilliant at it she should work in a war room and she will manipulate all of us like employees in the 50s right and we just you just have to recognize that because actually her her life started with such few choices i wonder would i be, i think i would be the same like i'm not it's not accusational i think it's survival um and i think that's how she operates mm. and you just have to be aware of that and put your boundary in and then you sleep at night you know it's really interesting
0: i mentioned the word generosity earlier you know and i think uh, one of the things I read about boundaries was that it it, it to, to to state what your expectations are of somebody else, it's really important not to make it about them. It has to be about you. Oh, yes. So, for example.
1: I need, not yes. you need. Yeah. You should.
0: You should. No. And why don't you? Never start is, a sentence with you never should. Never that, right? So it's always, I need a bit more space, you know, for my mental well-being for my happiness, my contentment, whatever it is. It's not about what you should do. It's about what I need to, to take. And that's the first thing. But then it got me thinking about, you know, boundaries as a two way street. Yeah. And if you are if one is going to learn to be really good at setting boundaries for themselves, they also need to be generous enough to understand that other people need them as well. And, and sometimes I guess there can be an overcorrection where you you go, OK, so this is what I need but really that only becomes an effective situation if you acknowledge what what other people need as well and that gets a bit more complicated
1: yeah mm, that is complicated so I'm just like how do you do that
0: well I guess it's about kind of oh
1: shit my boundaries are crap
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got one way boundaries (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know Esther should we take a break and have a think about it wonderful idea let's do it Boundary removed,
2: you may speak again. <laughs>
0: let's so let's go back to people pleasing for a minute. There's this great phrase um, in the world of teaching, which is teachers shouldn't smile until Christmas, right? And that is because you go into a new classroom full of kids, you can't be perceived as one who wants to please because they'll walk all over you. Mm-hmm. Oh, very right? good. So the, 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 the myth or the, the kind of uh, be st- be the tough. motto is, Go in, be firm, be tough. And if once you get the respect of the room, you can smile at Christmas. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it
1: makes a lot of sense as well, though.
0: And so, you know, if you're somebody who, you know, makes best friends with colleagues and co-workers. (laughs) And, you know, maybe ends up going out clubbing and stuff. Now, that was old Brendan. Yeah. Old Brendan. But that is that kind of... It's about understanding the expectations of of different kinds of yeah. relationships, you know. Yeah. And, and you can't you can't necessarily. It's not that you can't do it, but you need to earn the right to do and it. And
1: interestingly, you're just casting my mind back to when I became friends with Alex. He's one of my best friends now, but Alex worked for me and pitched to work for me. And I remember blurring the lines between boss and friend. And it was difficult for us to navigate because we did become friends. We do love each other dearly. We are best mates now. We probably would never work together again. But I, I always noticed when I was running Giant, my production company, I just really struggled with respect from people because I was their friend. And I used to say to this. Don't
0: smile till Christmas. Yeah,
1: I, I, they'd walk all over me. And then I remember I used to have to lose my temper and say, I'm the boss. Speak to me with respect in front of people because they'd give me jip in front of clients and stuff. You know? Oh, shit, Brendan. And it was because I was a people pleasing so I was one hand. I was like, "You're my friend. Be my friend." So but that's I'm your the danger boss. of being nice. That's it. So now, from now on, I'm going to be a bastard.
2: <laughs> but there's another expression that I've been. I think I said to you a few weeks ago, but that I've heard recently that I keep saying, "Don't set yourself on fire to keep other people warm," which I think is brilliant. Yeah, very good. But listen,
0: all boundaries are about power, right? Oh, Whether you like it or not, it's it's about a power play between. So so how how can you you know navigate the seesaw of power in any given relationship? Yeah you know and, and that's about I mean respect is at the core of it and, and boundaries are about respect as well you know yeah. it's like I respect you enough to honour your boundaries and you respect me enough to honour mine
1: uh, My relationship with my brother unfortunately is kind of broken down because of that we're not speaking
0: Ah Brendan Yeah no
1: I, I'm not speaking to him because there's no boundary setting and so it's been very difficult to do that so I just pulled myself out of it for a while it'll be fine but his poor girlfriend's very upset about it so I feel bad for her now, so I'll fix it. But it just got to, it came to a head in the relationship. And I just went, okay, I'm, I'm out of this for a little while now. Because mum, mum's in the middle and it's all a bit messy.
0: But I think as well, when emotions are running high, it's very hard. It's
1: best to step back.
0: Yeah. It is, yeah. It's very hard to be able to navigate um, a, a, an intellectual no, it's impossible. role within a relationship yeah. when, when everybody's up to high So you just
1: need to take five. Yeah, just come back, calm down, no more shouting. You know, take back time. Yeah, I just, I, my, God, love my dad. He was great, but my God, he fought every day with somebody, like shouting every day. And I'm just and not having emotional that emotional
0: energy. I'm not politics. having that
1: in my life, and that that was what was coming at me, shouting, screaming. I was like, No, nah, I'm out. And I wasn't shouting back. I'm just like, No, 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 I'm not doing this. So that that's unfortunate, but that's emotions, families. That's what happens, you know. So I've set a massive boundary. It's a big wall. I suppose why I wanted to do this episode as well was. It's really important to name it because what I was doing was kind of willy nilly setting boundaries, but with no real plan. I was just getting frustrated. Whereas if you name it, identify it. This is a boundary that you can formulate a plan on how you deal with people. And it's much more powerful and much better for your own mental health.
0: I think that it's only possible to to have a healthy attitude to boundaries when you have enough breathing space to see the wood from the trees. Right. And part of the problem is that so many of us are just run ragged just mm-hmm. gerbling around the wheel that we can't even stand back and say hang on this isn't working for me. So it's a real question of um the pace of the lives we're living. Yes. Um and that you just keep going because you don't have enough time or headspace to think about where you are and I I know So it's taking that space back. I think I for me I think it is. I think it is and so my my morning routine is getting so bloody long at this stage <laughs> that I can barely get out the door. I
2: saw on Instagram the other day, Sonia had her um, toothbrushing uh, <laughs> graphical. I yeah, you're into it. So I'm it. I'm into it. Yeah. So sorry what? So I have I have a smart toothbrush
0: now that tells me when I have covered every tooth perfectly. <laughs> so it's I mean it's it's actually brilliant, and I've, I've added probably about a minute onto my teeth brushing routine. <laughs> to get them done properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hilarious. But the point is this, that I, I've now expanded my morning routine for my benefit, because I want to do it. I want to do my workout. I want to do my meditation. I want to take the time to brush my teeth. And and that sounds silly in one way, yeah. but it's so grounding Yeah, that it kind of gives you a sense of space before you start the day. What time do you get up at? It depends on what the requirements of the day are. But, you know, it could be half six, seven, half seven. Do all that. I know it takes 45 minutes to do the workout. I know it takes another 20 to do the meditation. I know it takes about two minutes, 37 seconds to do me teeth, you know. But it's it's that kind of it
2: feels like
0: a very indulgent isn't even the right word. But it's it, it's self-management. But probably yeah. nowadays
2: it does feel indulgent to yeah. take that time out because like, I have to be busy and if I'm not busy and then I'm kind of checking things, pretending that I'm busy, you know. So it is. so uh,
1: what I do is I do not compromise on one hour a day for a workout. I don't compromise on that. That's just not negotiable. That's non-negotiable. So I, I, the priority of my day is to figure out where that hour is going. Yeah. So I normally try and get it done
0: sooner rather than later. Sooner
1: in the morning. And, and I just did it this morning. We took the dog, did 5K but I'll do it every day, no compromise on workout. And that, because I meditate while I do that.
0: And that
2: creates space
0: then. Yeah. You can start thinking about things. Esther, you're about to...
2: You know, but I think, I was just thinking if you're, you can, you, there's like setting boundaries in relationship, et cetera, but then if you don't know where to start, maybe you could start with like setting boundaries with your sleep or setting boundaries with...
1: Well, it's interesting you know. that I, uh, everybody in there, every millennials is read, reading Atomic Habits. Everywhere I look, people are reading that book, Atomic Habits. And there are some good learnings in that book, isn't there? It's because, a
0: brilliant book.
1: Because actually... I now I'm in the habit of exercising every day. I kind of always kind of d- dally with. Now it's non negotiable. It's gone mm. in as a habit. Mm-hmm. I don't even think about it. I go, I find that hour and I go. And you need it. And I love it. And I and I'm always focused on the end of the hour. How good you'll feel at the end of the hour. Mm. So we were at Deborah's birthday yesterday, and there was a few drinks taken and blah blah blah. But I still got up this morning and went for my run. Mm. There's no non negotiable. So once you once you can embed that, and that starts with a boundary.
0: Yeah, yeah. Doesn't and you it? have to because yeah. Boundaries can be around space or around behaviours or words or actions or whatever it is. It's like when we go swimming in the sea, um, the, our our mantra is it's never not a good idea. And, yeah. And, and that's afterwards. So even though you might think, oh, my God, it's going to be freezing, it's never not a good idea.
1: Well, a, a woman in I don't know where I was, a guest house somewhere and I was like, oh, and she said, you'll never you never regret getting in. That's it. That's it. You never yeah. regret it. You'll never you never regret it. And I thought, and also the other piece of advice if you see swimming just by the is it's not going to get any warmer.
0: Well, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> just get in. I'm sure. really brave now. I just walk in now. It doesn't bother Good. me. Yeah, so no do you.
2: squealing. Uh, a
1: bit of squealing, but sure. Hey. <laughs> if I have an audience, <laughs> they get a squeal.
2: <laughs> um, have you tried, this is, can be off topic, but have you tried those baths in Clontarf that are near you? Oh, this... I've been down to them. We haven't scheduled in. Anyway, what are we going to put on our t shirt today? The
1: one you said, Stop, don't set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. Yeah. Genius.
0: Okay, it's going to be. It's a little
1: extreme, but. Small yeah.
0: font. And long, long, long. long. <laughs> Lots of letters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: turn around,
0: turn around. I like, I like the teaser on the front and the resolution yeah, on the back. It's like life. Don't set yourself
2: on fire. Did he really? The Lennon Courtney Podcast is an Exceed Potential production. Episodes are produced by EOMD Productions. Follow at Lennon Courtney on all social media platforms for the latest news and updates. New episodes are released every Thursday.